magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. 93 WIBC, it is the Kindle and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And Casey, remember a while back, we talked quite a bit about this the governor's new fetish to grab up as much land as he can in Boone County. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about how weird that was, that the state is trying to act like a banker to buy up gobs, like thousands of acres of farmland. Mm-hmm. Man, this story just keeps getting more and more weird by the day. And thankfully, there are some people out in Boone County who are saying enough's enough, and they're trying to push back against the state trying to gobble up all this farmland. Yeah. So with us today, we've got Kim and Jim Love. They live out there in the northwest corner of Boone County, where the this land grab is trying to take place. Jim, Kim, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, so you guys had kind of reached out to me and said, look, we are super concerned about this. And 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 I, look, we, Casey and I talked about this time. We totally share your concern. And I think from my perspective, look, I don't, I don't live in Boone County, but I don't want the state acting as a banking agent for Holcomb's buddies to be able to put whatever they want out there mm-hmm. because the government shouldn't be con- competing with the private sector. And you guys share those concerns and, and some others. Kind of lay out what's been going on out there and why you guys are concerned about it. Well, the the state came in and they're basically behaving like a developer uh, with an unlimited budget. And they've tried to put together about a 10,000-acre track of land. Wow, 10,000. Yeah, and 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 the land that they're looking at or that they're trying to put together is some of the most productive land in the United States that will will uh, rival uh, the, the land in central Illinois and the land in Iowa and grows a fantastic crop without any additional water. So they've come out there, they're trying to gobble up this ground, and, and everybody has their right to sell their land. There's, there's nothing you can do about that. But for those who have chosen not to, it's putting a lot of strain within the community uh, for those folks. Now, is this land that you own that is they're trying to buy? Uh, yeah, they have made runs on the farm that we own um, as well, but we've been disinterested in selling to them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've been there for multiple generations and, and intend to stay. You know, I think that's an interesting part of this equation, too, right? Number one, the state is acting as a banker and a middleman for preferred businesses. So you've got the state basically kind of picking winners and losers in the private sector. But here's the other side of this, and Jim and Kim, you guys go into this, is that the state is really kind of strong-arming these farmers into selling this land where they know the rules, they know the law, and they're not doing anything illegal, but they're basically making you poor farmers out there feel like, well, you might as well just do whatever we want. We're going to crush you eventually anyway. So you're just going to save yourself a bunch of time and heartache to just sell us the land now. Well, they're not just... um saving them heartache what they're doing is providing they're taking taxpayer dollars that you and i have given to the state to entrust for them to do developments like road infrastructure Mm -hmm. and they have taken them and given them such astronomically large amounts of money for their land yeah that they they feel guilty for not taking it 
to provide the futures for their children and grandchildren. So, so far, they have closed on, they have made offers on over 5,000 acres so far. So what, so they what, have so, closed on, though, 1,000 acres, 1,200 acres, and have paid over $68 million wow. for 1,200 acres. <laughs> $68 million? That's your tax dollars, my friend. So, so what you're and saying... And you're paying... So that averages out to them making about... Um, $68,000 per acre. So, Kim, what you're saying basically is if Acme Industry came in and wanted to buy that farmland, and everybody has the right, you know, to do that, Acme Industry would not pay anywhere near that amount of, of money for that farmland. And basically what the state's saying is, we've got something we want to go in here. We've got people that we prefer that we want to put here. And since we have infinite taxpayer money, we can pay egregious amounts of money to these people who otherwise might not sell. Right. These small farmers, uh, none of these farmers are humongous farmers. A lot of them were family farms that were only five, six hundred acres large. But when they're offered millions of dollars, mm -hmm. they, they sit there looking at their grandchildren and going, well, I guess I really should probably sell so that my grandchildren never have to worry about money again. It's, it's an incredible amount of pressure to put on the the kids that have in the adults that have inherited this land from their grandparents and then they're sitting there looking at their grandchildren and going well I should probably do this because I may never get this kind of offer again mm -hmm. uh Kim and Jim Love are our guests they uh, are farmers in Boone County and they're talking with us about this I mean, it, it, to me, is highly egregious the way the state is gobbling up farmland in the northwest corner of Boone County, 10,000 acres proposed, paying super premiums with our tax money to do this. What sort of communications have you guys had with the state, if any? Like, how does it go? Walk, walk us through this. Well, Jim looked like he's about to, made, ready to strangle that microphone You there. made Jim smile on that one. Yeah, go, go ahead, Jim. So I guess the the term that probably comes out the best is stonewall. Mm. So uh, that we have been given zero information about what's going on. Um, everything that we gain, we either gain through some nefarious action by somebody that was in a meeting that took a picture, <laughs> or uh, or something that gets leaked by by a, a meeting. And so they won't tell us anything because we're all not worthy of the knowledge base. And so uh, we have to find everything out on the backside. It's all rumor. But rumor and, and uh, darkness has been their, their ally because what they've done is they've kept people confused about what's going in. And so there's been a lot of people that have sold because they're like, well, I don't want to live next to that, whatever mm -hmm. that is. And um, so they let some of these rumors perpetuate through the country. And then they came in with a, an out-of-town uh, real estate group who then also made all kinds of innuendo about who could buy it and how they could buy it. And so even though they never used the term eminent domain, they sure beat around the bush a lot. Mm. So there's a lot of folks that have sold that probably otherwise, in hindsight, would not have sold because they were just confused about the, the, the way the thing was going to go down. Where there's smoke, there's fire, it seems like. So you don't know what they plan on doing with the land. You haven't been told officially. Thus far, the only thing that we know for certain is that Eli Lilly plans on building a plant east of I-65 and north of Lebanon. 
Um, but no, even well, that hey, hey, real quick, Jim, I, I just want to point out, Casey, um, I'm, and I'm not saying there's a correlation between these two things. You know, Eli Lilly has given a gargantuan amount of money to Eric Holcomb. Mm. Did you know that? <laughs> and they didn't give him any money before he was elected governor. I'm sure that's all just a giant coincidence. Anyway, sorry, Jim, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. But, yeah, that's the only thing we know about. Everything else is uh, is just uh, the, the free beer tomorrow kind of talk that uh, we've got this awesome opportunity for everybody that's coming down the pike. And and part of the thing that we object to as far as the, the Boone County Preservation Organization and the citizens is that the manufacturing style that they're wanting to build in this area is this campus style. So instead of taking a manufacturing plant that needs 200 acres, they're going to try to take 1,000 acres and build a, basically a state park around every manufacturing facility they put in thus destroying thousands of acres of farmland um, and creating an area that has to be mowed with lawnmowers instead of farmed with farm equipment feeds a, a hungry nation. Yeah, uh, Jim and Kim Love are our guests. They're farmers in the northwest part of Boone County. We're talking about this state land grab that's that's taking place, 10,000 acres, uh, kind of a mystery on what it's uh, ultimately going to become. Now, you guys still have an opportunity to fight this, and that's one of the reasons you're here right now is this is all predicated on this land being annexed into the city of Lebanon, and there's a big hearing coming up on this. Right. Uh, on Monday night, the city council will vote on whether or not to adopt or annex in the next 5,500 acres that is due west of the city. And, and if it doesn't take place, if the annexation were to not happen it would make this highly unlikely to go forward because these developers, these corporations, whatever they are, it's believed they need to be, for some reason, in the city of Lebanon. They desire to have the infrastructure that the city will yeah. have to provide. So out in the county, as farmers and residents, we all have wells and um, tiles for drainage and things like that. Well, though in order for this manufacturing, heavy manufacturing to go on, these companies will need sewers and um, water and uh, treated water, not just well water. Is this hearing that's coming up on Monday, is it public for the, are they going to vote? Absolutely. Yeah. Are they this taking the... comments from people? Oh, yeah, this is the second reading. So there'll be a comment period afterwards. It'll be an open hearing. And folks can get up, and, and it's been very interesting because we've attended far too many of these. We were at one just last night. More than you probably want to yeah, this or is ever my, planned on. my new right. least favorite hobby. Um, <laughs> and so basically you get to speak your mind. And it's interesting because within the county, mm -hmm. it is overwhelming the number of people that are uh, not in favor of this mass ac accumulation of ground. And even last night during the meeting, uh, the, the county's planning committee, the guy, one of the guys asked, is, is anybody here in favor of this from the crowd? And nobody stood up. Mm. Everybody that had a chance to speak or, or uh, spoke their mind was one of those people that said, hey, let's pump the brakes on this. Let's tamp this down a little bit. During the initial annexation, our own city council said that, hey, this is moving really fast. Um, we're not sure that this is a great idea. Let's go ahead and let this Lily thing play out. But don't come back to us saying that you want to do a whole bunch of other mystery development until we see how the Lily thing works out. Well, at this point, Lily has neither closed completely on the sale of the ground, nor have they moved the first spoonful of dirt. So here we are sitting with a zero. For, the only thing that's happened on that land that Lily's going to build on is the farmers who used to farm it got the crop off of it. And, and, and I think the worst part about this is then you'll be under the jurisdiction of the mayor of Lebanon, Matt Gentry, who's a total zero. And so that may be the worst part of all of this. <laughs>
Yeah, the, the folks that uh, – the, the thing is that they talk about this as a voluntary annexation because that was buried deep in the sale contract. Voluntary, yeah. in air quotes, huh? Yeah, and it's kind of one of those deals like volunteering to have your house burned down. Mm. If you're moving out of it, it's easy to volunteer to have your house moved in, burned down, but you sure wouldn't do that if you plan on living there. So the, the voluntary annexation is because of the purchase agreement on these uh, these houses, they've made it look like the folks who owned it wanted to be annexed, when the reality is they didn't want to be annexed. And if they were going to stay there, they wouldn't want to be annexed. But IEDC wants it annexed in. So so the, basically the whole thing is an IEDC-driven wish list. And thus far, we've had very few people within our county government that have been willing to say, hey, IEDC, I know this is what you want, but this is not what you're going to get uh, in in this uh, particular case. And, and, and luckily, our county planning commission has done just that and they did that last night as well yeah so again and, and there are times trust me I, I know this as a former local elected official where annexation is necessary it can be a great thing but the lack of transparency from the state on this is just highly egregious so again real quick before we let you go if people want to get involved with this it, it, tell us again when and where the meeting is that people can come to and is there another way can they write or call somebody to to get their voice heard on this the meeting's Monday night at 7 o'clock in the city building on the second floor. Uh, anyone can is welcome to attend, and they usually take comments um, limited to three minutes per person uh, at that time before they take their final vote. And But in our experience, a lot of it has already been decided behind the scenes before they even bother to listen to everyone. Um, not that that prevents us from speaking. We still feel like, by golly, yeah, you, got, you got us in this mess. You can just listen to what we have to say. Mm -hmm. But uh, that is when the meeting is, is Monday night at 7 o'clock in the city building, second floor. Kim, you, uh, Jim had mentioned that you've been on your property for how long? Uh, his family's lived there for 84 years. 84 years. And why did you guys reach out to Rob to talk about this? Like, you know, how is this making you feel? Well, we didn't actually reach out to Rob, but a friend of ours encouraged us to speak to him, one of his uh, loyal listeners, mm -hmm. who is also being, uh, the land around their home is being bought up. And they do not want to leave. And so even though they own 17 acres, which I know to people that live in the city, that sounds huge. But when you've got uh, the entire land around your property on all three sides that is being bought for development, it all of a sudden seems like a postage stamp. Yeah. Yeah. The, the opportunity to make Holcomb's life more difficult was just too much for me to pass up. I said, we must cover this story right away. <laughs> uh, Jim and Kim, thank you guys for speaking out. We really appreciate it. Keep us posted because, yeah, you guys out there deserve much better than, than this. Again, there are oftentimes an annexation could be a great thing. This does not appear to be one of those. So good luck and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks. 93 WIBC. It's the Kendall and Casey Show.